It's Thierry Henry! He scored! He scored for Arsenal in the Bernabeu! That's a shaman! Giroud plays it in the middle! Ahead again! And Ramsey arriving! And Arsenal are back in front! Scores in the FA Cup final again! Just as he did in 2014! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arsenal Editor Podcast. It is... Uh, the 1st of February, wow, Poor. Got, got through January all right, just, um, oh, let me think, so one one goal, lots of losses, a couple of draws, no cups, no signings apart from trusty the process, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh god, I think you know what it's going to be about, well, look, we're, we're here to talk about transfers, uh, we'll do for the first 30 minutes with Matt, who I'll introduce in one moment, but uh, just to say that at the end of the podcast, um, or the second half, I should say, We'll be speaking to Jake Cor, so I thoroughly recommend that you stick out for that. He's done so much good work with the um, with mental health, with a couple of charities, the Arsenal Foundation, of course, is a member of the Supporters Fan Foundation. So um, lots to talk about with Jake and lots of really exciting stuff, but um, which I recorded earlier and it was 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 brilliant and really good to meet him properly. So um, but in the meantime, we've got a lot to get through with with Matt. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Um, you f- you forgot one thing in January. Loads of people leaving. So um, uh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. yeah, oh that thing. Yeah, that that thing. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, no no one coming. In. Barely no one coming in. It's it's like it's like um you know that was it the John Travolta meme of him going like yeah sideways. <laughs> so um yeah, it's just like we have, we have no we have nothing left. Um so. Yeah, it's, it is a weird time, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get into the transfer market um, yeah. into this podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. It's been um, it's been turbulent, like <laughs> a lot, lot of outgoings. I mean, look, how, how do you sum it up? You know, I mean, contextually from where we were in the summer, the business we did there, the cups were out of what that means. Like, how do you feel coming into the to the end of the window then? I'm I'm obviously quite disappointed because I think we've got weaker and that's never, I mean, when you go and get weaker in a transfer window, that's never good. So for us to actually actively get weaker in one, in one window is quite a poor thing. Mm. the, The only thing I would say though, there are, things that I sort of get people say what why why did we let so many players leave I think there's only really one player that I would say that I'm really gutted about leaving and that was a Bamiang and and yeah and that's mainly because of his past and how much connection we had with that player the only other one in terms of squad was was Maitland Niles but we've sort of gone over that hump now and we we his his departure basically got us knocked out of two cup competitions really so but the rest of them like Chambers I mean Chambers is probably better than Cedric but they made the choice with Cedric, so Chambers is gone. Kalazanac don't really care, and uh, the um, Pablo Mari again don't care. Yeah. So yeah, like th- th- these are players that, that we really didn't care about. But 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 to not bring in a player, and especially a, a striker, and at this point. Like if you even had to do a loan strike, it was very disappointing, and it, it just relies on a lot now for Lacazette and Eddie and Ketia. Mm. 
and Catazette. <laughs> as, as I've seen them coined. Yeah, it's it's a lot to rely on two strikers that don't really score. And I, I think, firstly, it's fair to say that look, Lacazette, um, it, it, he has he's been exceptional at points this season. I think he's been really useful to the way we play. Mm. And he's not really put a foot or well, too many foot wrong, but feet wrong, I should say, um, in terms of us knowing what he can do. But it, that's down to us. We know what he can do, and that is relatively limited. It's very good in build-up play. He's not a goal scorer. And when you're relying on kids to contribute to their goals, which they are doing, um, it, it leaves you it leaves you very um, very open. And you know, when Ketty is not exactly coming on and, and scoring many, unless it's the Carabao Cup, which is a competition we're now not in. Um, you know, it's two Premier League goals to his name, and yeah, I'm 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 hugely disappointed that we didn't make a landmark signing. But um, I must say, like, whilst I'm quite scared for the next 17 games, which is all there is left. I think it's fair to say that if, if we if we zoom out and we look down at the bigger picture, mm. there, there is a lot of things to be really happy about. Um, and I think that's lessons learned, right? We we have a target. We have maybe two targets. Let's say it's Vlahovic and Isaac, right? Yeah. Other ones include Dominic Calvert-Lewin and stuff like that. One was never going to come. Fine. We threw out everything because we know he's a proven goal scorer. He is physical. He's everything we want. He's our star man. Should it go for him? Didn't happen. Fine. The next one was second on our list. He's only scored four goals this season. This is Isaac. Yeah. Cost 90 million euros. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to us over the summer to be able to spend 140 million, was it? But suddenly we've got a fan base that's going, oh, just pull the release cost. Just pull the release cost. As if like 90 million doesn't even matter. Never mind on a player who isn't quite proven yet. He's 22. I'm sure you'll get there. He looks great. So, and you know, we, we learn our lessons from the likes of, I don't know, Pepe, which we were all very excited about at the time. The Willian situation we're just buying in the last minute because it's what we can do. And um, it's not patchwork. We've clearly got targets. And we're like, well, if we can't get them now, and there isn't a suitable suitable replacement. What are we doing? Um, and we've got rid of a lot of the deadwood, and that those are players we need to get rid of. And ultimately, if we're only in the Premier League, like I think midfield would be okay. Um, mm. I think at the back we're fragile, but again, if we're lucky with injuries, we'll, we'll be okay. It's just that striker position, and I think. It's Eddie and it's Eddie and Lacazette at the end of the season. Unless we've got a plan for Martinelli, and um, look, I'm happy we've learned lessons, but I'm I'm a bit disturbed as to it's it, we're vulnerable to to injury because as soon as that yeah. happens, we are in big trouble. It, it's not even about injuries too much for me because I, you you made a good point in terms of the midfield. I think at the start of the window, we needed a midfielder because we decided to let Enzo make the Niles go. So mm. we needed a midfielder in pretty much for like two weeks. And then afterwards, we knew we would get Party and Xhaka back. And because Xhaka was suspended and Party was, you know, like at AFCON. Yeah. And, and obviously, 
now they're both back. They've both had a break. They're both in Dubai. Um, so we don't really need a midfielder. And then El Nenny's going to be coming back. He's in the semi-finals of the AFCOM. Congratulations to him. So, mm. and then you've got Lukonga as well, who's played a bit as well. So you, you you've got enough in midfield really to last you 17 games. Like you have four options there. Unless there's a massive injury crisis, you you have enough options. Yeah. It is that striker role, but it's not just about depth. It's also about quality as well. I think Lacazette is a decent player, but he is a he is a shots shy and goal shy striker. Yeah. In terms of, I looked at his stats. He's taken the same amount of shots this season as Gabriel and Nuno Tavares. Jesus, like, man. Like, that, 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 and just so the number, if you want, is 14 shots. Yeah. So that that's like in the Premier League. He's got two goals in the Premier League, a last-minute winner against um, Palace. Palace. draw, a draw, yeah. yeah sorry, a last-minute draw against Palace and then uh, a goal against Southampton. Mm. So uh, he's not prolific. Eddie Nketiah hasn't scored, I think, since about April last year mm. against Fulham. So um he hasn't scored. And then before that, he hasn't scored since 2020 in the Premier League. So like these are like very these are players that are not quality. I mean when you have two combined Premier League goals between your name and I know goals come from other areas, it is a bit of a concern. Mm. So Lacazette is going to have to step up, step up and we're obviously going to have to wrap him up in cotton wool mm. because he's going to be needed for these 17 games. But I guess the, the other thing for me that's a bit annoying as well is that we know Lacazette can't last 90 minutes mm. and he does get tired very easily. So not bringing in a striker in to cover that spot, especially with Aubameyang leaving now. like That's, mm. that's the, the key. I, I think... At the start of the season, if you told me that it was Aubameyang, Lacazette and Kessie, I would have been like, okay, like, it, maybe it's not, like, the best and maybe it's not for the future, but it can last us for the season. Now, we, like, we have Lacazette and Kessie, and both are leaving in the summer because both their deals run out. And I know there's been some talk of Lacazette potentially getting a new contract, but I think Arsenal only want to give him a one-year deal and I think he wants longer which is completely understandable. and uh, But I think Arsenal have, have missed the boat here with, with striker especially, not just because of numbers, but because of quality as well. Do you? How much do you think? Now, I'm, I'm thinking this off the top of my head, but I do feel this generally about Arteta's system. Um, mm. The season where Aubameyang was on fire um, when Arteta came in, he was very much overperforming on his XG. He was playing yeah. from the left. We were in a back five. Everything we've really done since then doesn't lend itself to be set up for a prolific striker. Mm. And Liverpool do something similar. They pivot around Firmino, and if he doesn't have a goal-scoring game, it's not really important because he brings in Mane and Mane and Salah, and, and that's the way they play. And I do wonder if, like, it, it's important to think maybe it's perhaps like an unattractive place for a striker to come, and the only striker that's going to be useful is an all singing and all dancing striker. Which, guess what, mm. is going to cost ninety, two hundred million. Like it, these Vlahoviches and these like, potentially Isaacs, these Dominic Calvert Lewins. But like, if you think across the league, 
there aren't many teams with prolific um prominent like strikers at the moment and look this is no defense i'm not saying lacazette is really good and should be scoring every game or in another team he would be um or, or in ketia for that matter but abamyang is a third one that was struggling as well um and i just wonder if uh that like what what striker would be really prolific at our level i think you it is like Blavich, mm. potentially lukaku and that sort of stuff but even lukaku isn't doing very well at chelsea because he's not too involved in the build-up play and that's how they want to play so does that worry you yeah because uh i agree in terms of i think goal scoring now is not just coming from a striker you look at uh, so i'm going to go through the top 10 players who have uh, who the top 10 goal scorers in the Premier League. You've got mm. Salah, Jota, Vardy, Antonio, Dennis, Rafinha, Ronaldo, Mane, Smith-Rowe and Son. And I count... What, Ronaldo what is, is the number nine? Yeah, Ronaldo, Dennis, Antonio and Vardy. So that's what, mm. four of them out of the 10 that I've just named? Yeah. And so it... It's not all like obviously it helps if if you have a world class finisher and I think we we're still like Saka is still developing Martinelli's still developing so it would be better if you had a prolific striker but mm. there's not many out there like it's, well not at our at our level like that we're trying to aspire because mm. there's obviously you've got Erling Haaland you've got Kylian Mbappe but even Mbappe doesn't always play on the up front as well. He plays on the left as well. So when you look at the level below, they're not prolific. And now you're asking to yourself, what is their all-round game and how can mm. they bring others into play? Because I think Lacazette, the team has improved around Lacazette. And I think the main reason for that is because he's allowed the, the two wide players, Martinelli and Saka, to run beyond him. And and basically be more of a threat that way, yeah. And I think it's just a pretty. I, I think the days of just having a pure nine, which I think Abamyang is like. I know he had a good spell on the left, but I always thought that was just him. It was ne it never felt natural to him. I think Bamiang always was great up front, and he was always a poacher. And I just don't think Arsenal are set up for a poacher anymore or need a poacher. To be honest, it's not really in our DNA. I know Aubameyang done very well for Arsenal, but a poacher's not really an Arsenal striker. No, I like, agree. Like, uh, what you... <laughs> an Arsenal striker is an all-round striker. Like, Homri, Adebayor, Van Persie, like, all these, like, strikers that we had. Like, even someone like Alexis, who wasn't proper striker, but, he, like, when he played up front, like, he was a, a an all-round player. Like, even Giroud, Giroud wasn't, like, obviously the most fancy player, but yeah. he was a player that would bring others into play, and he, he had those attributes, even if he was a bit slow and his finishing was off at times mm. so yes i agree like it is going to be difficult to find a pure nine i get that and uh, i get why they've kept their powder dry but i think if they were to keep their powder dry they had to bring in a striker 
Like, yeah. if, if, if Aubameyang was going to leave, and that's the thing. And I know there's been, like, obviously, Aubameyang's basically been confirmed he's been released by mutual consent, so he's no yep. longer an Arsenal player. He's going to join Barcelona on a permanent transfer, which is good for him. I, I, I don't think any Arsenal fan listens to this wishes him anything, but good luck. No, I agree. Um, but if he's going to leave, and I know he had these transgressions and multiple, but you had to bring someone in else in. And they didn't do that. And that's a failure in, I think, pretty much most Arsenal fans' eyes. Yeah, I, I think um, it's it's a tough one. I mean, I, I was actually just curious when you were talking through it. I was trying to Google to see who's the top scorer in non-penalty um, chart, and I couldn't find it, so I don't know. But I'd be curious to see how many of those are strikers, you know. And um, mm. but, 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 but anyway, I, I digress. Yeah, so the Aubameyang situation itself, which we might as well touch upon it because it was pretty dramatic. If um, yeah, my, my opinion is good, good on him. I mean, you know, I know Aubameyang has been problematic recently, and I think the more we read, the more there are issues that we discover. And I think that the 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 straw that broke the camel's back was him being late that time, and he was banished. I think getting three hundred fifty k a week or whatever it is off the wage bill, two hundred fifty is 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 a very wise move, free transfer or otherwise. I I think for a player that wouldn't play, it was either get your arm around him and bring him back into the squad, which is problematic in itself, or or bring someone in. And obviously, letting him go was good. How we did it, flying to Barcelona in Peter Redemengi style, was funny. <laughs> I mean, look, if 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 Aubameyang hadn't been banished from the Arsenal squad, which he had been, he wasn't in Dubai. Or anything like that, and he hasn't been playing. Like, obviously, it would have not roll. You can't just do that. It's Peter Rod and Wingy, but that guy wasn't welcome at the squad. That guy wasn't playing. He's yeah. more than like go and find yourself a club. Fine, no problem at all. But I, it, yeah, it's scary that we that we didn't bring anyone in. I, that, I find that situation hilarious. Do you not? Uh, him going to Barcelona. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, it, it was pretty hilarious. I, mm. And uh, and then trying to cover it up like he was visiting family. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, like... Would, like, you, would like, you believe I need, I need to go and yeah. see my family on transfer deadline day? It just so happens. Yeah, and and yeah. to be honest, like, even if that deal went didn't go through, mm. there, were, there was no turning back, like, because, like, once you've done that and gone to another country to basically push the move, like... It, it, it's over and it, yeah it, it, it was very funny and I think a lot of, obviously other wingy said like he, he would does he give a Bamiyang trophy and stuff like they yeah it, it, it was a hilarious day and obviously mm. uh, the, the only other transfer news that, that Arsenal got into apart from signing um Trusty, trusty, yeah, um, trusty the process. Um, I love that. Um, love that so much. Yeah, um, which, which good on him. Like, I, I don't think he'll probably play for Arsenal ever, but you know, like, mm. um, it, good on him to sign. And then the only other one was was when what was it Ramsey joining Rangers? So, um, which again, good on him. So, um, to get out of Juventus, um, he 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 tried to kill their money as much as he could. Um, Agent Ramsey. So, um. Yeah. But yeah, like it, it, it was it was a funny situation with Aubameyang, but it, it was quite it was quite sad as well because I think it shouldn't have ended like this. And I said the same about Urzel as well. Mm. It's just like these are players that gave a, gave us a lot of good memories. I mean, he was the one that won us the FA Cup pretty much by himself. He scored yeah. the last four goals in that competition, which is pretty astounding. 
it, some of the goals, it, like without his goals, we we would be much worse off than we were. And to hit, and he's a brilliant servant. And I would like, I think any Arsenal fan will wish him best. And it's just a shame that he's had to end this badly again with a player like this. And I hope it just doesn't taint his like legacy. Uh, like obviously, people are saying like, oh, he's a legend. He's probably not a legend, but he's he was a very very good player for us, and mm. and uh, he 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 done really well. And it's just it's just a bit sad and. Uh, even even if we 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 get annoyed with them, it's it's always sad to see one of your the guys who gave it it's all his all um, leave your club. Yeah, and I'd, I'd put the word legend down and see why not. I mean, single handedly winning a trophy is pretty emphatic in itself. And the team where they're not particularly performing, he dragged everyone up. He, you know, I can't imagine what the team would have been without him. It just feels like yeah, I'm just looking now like. Um, there is there's a video that Arsenal just posted and you know saying thank you and stuff so it was all very official but yeah Azul and Pamyang seem very similar in the way they left but I, I I do put that down to who those individuals are themselves as well like I mean Azul was mm. problematic was uh, squ- like happy to to mix a bit of trouble into the mix and um, same with the Pamyang and the Pamyangs is. I think it was a bit one step too far from him. And the reason why it feels a little bit different with Aubameyang is because he was such a smiley guy and, and yeah, you know, like there were, he was hardworking on the pitch as well. So it was kind of, it didn't quite marry up. And the only thing that it could kind of look at is his kind of flash lifestyle. And perhaps he got a bit too um, deep into that, but we knew that was going to happen. And to be honest, I'm quite surprised it didn't come earlier with Aubameyang because he was yeah. known for it. Bayern Munich, Tuchel highlighted it himself. Um, a couple of other individuals have as well, including Klopp. So, we had some good times out of him. It's time to move on from him. He's 31. We managed to get out of that big contract. That's lucky. Yeah. It's just how we move on from it. So um, if we look at what we've got cover in the position for, I haven't prepared this, so let's let's go through it. I mean, so what? At left back, got Tierney and Tavares. Yeah. Centre back, left centre back, we've got Gabriel. Yeah. And then what? Like Tierney come in or perhaps Tommy Asu pushes in with Ben White if Gabriel gets injured? You'd probably play Rob Holding at left centre-back. and I know he's got to cover both positions, mm. but he would be the first one. And then at a stretch, it would be Tierney and mm. then and then and Tommy Asu. But I would be very hesitant to move any of them out of position. Um, like, like Arteta, to be fair, like Arteta was with, with Ben White when we had the midfield crisis. He didn't want to put him in midfield, so I doubt we, we, we're going to see any, any sort of... Um, movement in there it would be rob holding straight in uh, rob holding straight in yeah you've got white and then holt so holdings covering both center back positions slash tommy asu and uh tommy asu and um tierney can fill in and perhaps even tailor to a back three if we need to but uh then we've got yeah. um i was right back tommy asu and cedric yeah um good <laughs> luck to callum chambers can see him go but fair play to him and then we've got in the middle the conga party and um jacker sharing sharing the spoils El Nenny as well. El Nenny. Oh, God, he's still here, isn't he? That's one. He can, yeah, <laughs> he, I mean, fair, I need him now, but... Yeah, to to be fair, he is leaving in the summer. His contract's up, so That's he fine. won't be here for, for, for very much longer. That's fine. And um, then we've got the four interchanging, five, actually, interchanging with Martinelli, Emil Smith-Rowe, Saka, Pepe. Is that five? Yeah, that's five. Um, Odegaard as well. Odegaard, sorry. Did I not say Odegaard? Okay. And then, so that's the five there. And then we've got Lacazette and Nketiah. Slash... Maybe Pepe. So I've seen this touted a bit, and 
I'm open to Pepe being a striker, but his touch worries me a lot. And it, it should, like, yeah. It, and it, it worries me on the right wing, but to see his touch on that uh, centre forward, oh, yeah I, yeah, I think it's more likely Martinelli would go at centre forward than Pepe if, if it was a, a stretch. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think that's going to be it. And perhaps we need to layer it in so that the Millsmith Pro can still go in the middle. Erdegaard mm. can push out, or sorry, Odegaard on the left, I should say. Ugh, Millsmith Pro on the left. It's been a long day, mate. Um, yeah. And then, but, but Pepe's not someone we've seen up top. And if it was Lacazette first and Pepe coming in second instead of, mate, I would much, much rather see <laughs> Pepe up front rather than Nketia, like quite frankly, mm. like as a second option because something could happen. As Nketia comes on, Everybody's shoulders goes down in the stadium. It's like, oh God, really? Pepe, it's like, well, he's a bit crap, but he can do something. <laughs> so, so he's hot, quick. He can, you know, smash the ball. He's a hell of a finisher. Yeah, he he is a hell of a finisher. But there, there, there's a small hot take that I'm going to give, and I'm not going to say that Eddie Nketiah is a prolific striker and he's going to score thirty a year. Mm. He's not. But I. I do think Eddie Nketiah has actually improved this year. It is all-round game. Yeah. And, and th- that, that's just because I think now he's... Before, he was so limited on the ball. And now I sort of trust him on the ball a bit more. But just like, if we're going to play him, play him up front and just give him as much creativity and mm. and just let him finish. And that's basically play him like sort of like Aubameyang. You don't want him in build-up. And unlike Lacazette, where you he can get dropped deep. So... So, but Pepe, I, I think Pepe is more likely to see minutes when Saka needs a rest, or if if um, Martinelli gets injured. Yeah. I think that, that that that's sort of what what what's going to happen. I agree. I agree. And look, well, let's let's hope we can survive the next seventeen games. Look, well, that's the transfer window. We've got a lot out, and the Deadwood's gone. It's just we decided not to bring anyone in apart from Trusty the process. So let's leave <laughs> it there. Let's see how we get on against Wolves. Any predictions? Um, so still another ten days till the Wolves game, which is quite... ten days. God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll do another it... podcast in between, and let's see what see where we are then. <laughs> yeah, like, it... make sure we go out to Dubai and you know meet the players and see what you know rest up yeah. with them. I mean, I, I did see a photo of um, a, an Arsenal fan taking photos with with some of the players in Dubai, I and, I was, yeah. and I was just like, how? How? Like, I I I, I go to uh, I go to games regularly enough, and I haven't seen one Arsenal player of a um, on the streets to take a picture so he just got very lucky so i envy you um kind sir so um but yeah um predictions for wolves um it's too far away it's it's too it's too far away but i would be more confident that we could get a result because is it this this is the away game isn't it because yeah so they don't have trial anymore which is which is good, but they have an incredible defensive record. Um, mm. I know they haven't scored a lot, which is obviously beneficial to us. But it's it's um, it is going to going to be a worry because you don't want you don't want to go there and drop more points. And, no. and it, that's the worry. I mean, they've only conceded sixteen goals, which the only team that's conceded less is Manchester City. Yeah. So, um, so they've got, but they've only scored nineteen, which is the only team who's the only teams who have scored less are uh, Burnley and Norwich. So, so it is going to be a tough game trying to break them down, but hopefully we can. 
Well, let's see how we get on. I'm 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 confident in a big win and an emphatic way to start the uh, the February to to May seventeen yeah. games. Well, let's see how we get on. Thanks so much for coming on, mate. Cheers for having me. All right, and that's uh, that is the end of part one, everyone. We've got a uh, very exciting next part with Jake. So looking forward to see you then. Cheers, Matt. Thanks. And welcome to the second part of the Arsenal Editor podcast. We've got a, as promised, a very special guest today, um, an avid listener of the Arsenal Editor podcast, of course, but more importantly, Gary Lineker's biggest fan. Um, no, sorry, I should say Gary Lineker is your biggest fan. We've got Jake. How you doing, mate? I'm very good, thank you, Toby. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's good to have you on here. Thank you. I mean, you've been promised me this for a while, actually. I know, I know. We've been following each other for a while, and uh, I know I you've know. Been... Yeah, and uh, obviously I've been following your story and everything you've been doing. And to be honest, your life sounds about much more exciting than mine with the amount of celebs that you managed to mingle in, mingle out with. So it's all good. But yeah, it's um, yeah, great to have you on. And you're, I Thank see you. you wearing, I see you wearing um, the tube seat. I know we're in the London Grand seat cover that the famous seat cover that everyone's loving at Arsenal, which is Marmite at Arsenal. I feel like at the minute. It is, yeah, because I, I remember when it came out on Twitter. Because so obviously it's the tube, um, like the tube map T-shirt in it, like the new, um, yeah, kit, I should say. And I, I, I honestly, when it first came out on Twitter, I thought it was a joke, and um, and then the, it got properly got released, and I saw the images, and it looked great. And I live on the Piccadilly line, so I'm a sucker for it. But um, have you have you got a name on the back? No, I don't get I don't get names on the back of shirts in case the plan in case anyone leaves the club, then you can't wear it anymore. Really, I'm one of these people. Mate, yeah, it happened to me. It happened to me loads. I did, so I got Thierry Henry um, yeah. this, this season he left. I got, um, and then this this one. All right, hang on. I'm going to have to show you. You can't really see. I think I put it on Twitter, you might have seen, but I made like an artwork of uh, Aubameyang. Um, yeah, no. You can kind of see that. But, uh, and then I literally, I, I swear to God, I made it a long time ago and it's been sort of sitting in a cupboard. And then this weekend I was like, I'm going to put it up because I need to decorate my flat. And then guess what happens? Obviously, he leaves. He's gone tonight. Yeah, I know. Right, tell me about it. So, how how did you find the transfer window? Frustrating, to be honest with you. It's annoying, isn't we, it? We went in with so much hope, and then we left with nothing. Yeah, I know. We were linked to so many people, weren't we? And I think we we, we let a lot of people go. We needed to let go, but then kind of didn't do anything else. And uh, yeah, how do you think that leaves us for the next? Well, it leaves us months. It leaves us vulnerable in certain positions, like midfield. We saw how much we struggled when Jacker got suspended and party was at AFCON. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, mm. and up on. front now, up front we've got Enketia and Lacazette, who, who haven't proven out and out of goal scores in the league this season. I know, I saw someone earlier called them Enketiza. No, Enketazette, I should say. <laughs> the duo of Eddie Enketia and Alex Lacazette. Yeah, they, I think I read Alex Lacazette has had something like 15 shots all season and like then it's kind of okay that he in particular doesn't because I think he plays quite well and he's he's been really valuable to what we're doing but still we need a goal scorer Um, yeah it's tough it's tough and um yeah so it it does leave us vulnerable and uh look I hope we can you know find someone new Have have you been to many games this season I try and go to one to my, me and my brother went to the Burnley match, which wasn't very enjoyable. We just had a, it was just like a social a catch up session, really, with my brother. Uh, yeah, what was the atmosphere like? It was, I think it, it started off well, but then it just sort of died down as the, as the game went on because it was just so. Mm-hmm. 
it wasn't enjoyable the game to watch. It was just no. so dead. That's the thing. I think once once it feels like the players are getting a bit stale, and then the crowd can lose it a little bit. And there was a bit of a flurry, I think, in like the 65th minute. But it is interesting to hear what it was like because at the end of the Liverpool match, it was quite flat. Um, you know, I mean, that's the we start we start the atmosphere up well at the start games, and it just carry it gets it depends on the result. It flattens out. Mm. Yeah, but the, it is true. It's Best like game, yeah, it's the Derby. Oh, did, you, did you go this year? Yes. Oh my God, where are we sitting? Uh, just, behind, just behind the dugouts. Oh, really? Oh my God, that's so close. Did you get um, yeah, close to the players then? I always like to sit because you always get to see who gets to come on before it's announced. Yeah, yeah, that's that is it's actually good. really good. I do like that. I, I sat behind um for the. Palace game, I think, yeah, just behind the dugout. And yeah, it was quite exciting seeing everyone warm up and knowing exactly who's going on. The, but the one that made me laugh the most was the assistant, the um, uh, set-piece coach, who was always up and about. Always up, he's always up, and so is the assistant manager. That's like, they're always up and about. Yeah, it literally always up and about. It's so funny. Um, down the whole game, you yeah. never see it. Literally, it's so funny. Oh, but um, no, no, it's, it's, it's good to have you on. Jake and um and obviously you've Thank got you. a, a a long um history of Arsenal with the supporters clubs. Um you're a huge member of the community doing some great work around around mental health and everything like that. And I, I could give you a, a big long intro, but I feel like you could do it much better than me for everybody else. And it'd be good to hear a bit of a background on you and, and your story with Arsenal. So um I was born with Asperger's syndrome, which is a form of autism. Um, I suffer from clinical depression and anxiety. Mm. Um, I started supporting Arsenal just before the Invincible because my uncle, who's also got a learning disability, has a massive his flat room decorated with Arsenal's memorabilia and pictures. Nice. And I started watching and reading the programs at a young age because he had stacks and stacks of programs because he gets a program for every game. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I got into loving Arsenal. And also my dad's side of the family also are Tottenham supporters. No. Yeah, I've never. Yes, they're all Tottenham supporters. So it's just, so it's a bit. It made me. It put me at odds with my dad's side of the family, who I chose to support. Christmas must be very uncomfortable. Uh, it's been Christmas, thank luckily. <laughs> it's awkward because me and my cousin now text each other when the other when the other one's going. It's now back and forth really between us two. <laughs> well, you had the last laugh being at the game in the uh, the most recent derby. Yeah, sadly we tried. Sadly, he thought he was getting cocky with the last derby he was playing, which never happened. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Particularly the last few years, where Tottenham have uh, been a little bit above us, which we won't talk about too much. But just get away from that subject, really. Yeah, let's get away as fast as possible. As fast as possible. But um, but you're right. It's it, I think particularly over the last three years, it, it, you know, it seems from from looking at the football world uh, from players. To ex players, to to staff, um, and a hell of a lot of fans too. Like the mental health side of, of football is, for, for everybody, quite different. But throughout football, is is quite prevalent, and it seems to be raising quite a lot. And it's amazing some of the work you've been doing for for charity, using your voice and your experience to to voice these, um, you know, how we can benefit across our footballing society. And uh, yeah, what 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 what's triggered you to do that, and what what inspired you? To, to be so vocal. On the day, we all know, um, certain fans know what happened. I tried to take my own life, and then I sort of gained a, a large Twitter following from that. Mm. 
And I wanted to use that following for something good. And I thought I could just retreat good things or I could just try and raise some money myself. Because me and my cousin were talking about using... I, mean, I, I was actually laying in bed with COVID in the hospital because there was an outbreak on the wards. Mm. Oh. But I had COVID at the time. We was discussing what could we do to raise money for charity. That's amazing. And, then, and we were saying about, why don't we do a stadium walk? And we didn't know how long we and we sh- we booked it for the twenty. Originally, it was going to be in April, but because of the COVID, I, I had long COVID, so it took a while for me to get back to fitness. So we did it on the 29th of June, and that's famous for the England Germany game. Oh, was it? Oh, did you get to watch it? Still? A, yeah, we booked a pub seat, but we had to. We was absolutely no way you're limping, but running at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> it was absolutely flat. Also, because Arsenal and Tottenham took us on stadium tours at the time, so it was just like it was just like we wanted to get. We loved the clubs for doing it, but we were just so tired. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Because oh, how long did it take you all in the end? Ten hours. Oh my days! Well, that's pretty good. This year it's uh, going to take. This year it's going to take twelve hours because we're going to Brentford. Yeah, I was going to say we've got an addition, haven't we? All the way from Palace to Brentford to Spurs and things like that. But um, look, it's it's amazing that you, you you're using your story to do that and very brave. And as you've like you say, picked up. The Arsenal community is is has really got behind you, and um, it's a really powerful story. And so, what 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 does this next stadium walk look like then? So, and and you know, how can people find you to, you know, to we're, doing, we're starting the Palace because we 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 always me and my cousin were always debate when we're trying to finish it, our, our clubs. Mm. We'll get the hill out of the way as well, because Palace is at the top of the hill. So you get to... we didn't do the hill last time because we had to go straight to Fulham. Oh right, fair. Well, so what happens? Yeah, so... Then? So, do you get the train to Palace and then you go like? No, we had to get a cab from our hotel because we we started at five. We started at quarter to five in the morning. Oh my god! <laughs> we started <laughs> early. Next time we do it, we're not starting so early. We did it because the World Cup was on, and we wanted to we wanted to try and finish before the Euros was on. So we wanted to try and finish before the Euros. That's wise, well, very wise. And then where did yeah, you go? Uh, we went to we went to Palace to Fulham, which we'll probably still have to do. Fulham get promoted. Mm. Fulham to che- Fulham to Chelsea, Chelsea to Arsenal, Arsenal to Tottenham, and then to- Tottenham to West Ham. Nice. Okay, so that's quite a the loop. You kind of go west, up, round, and then down. So I think the uh... oh, so do you finish at West Ham? Yeah, because it's yeah. the most convenient. Otherwise, we've got to start at West Ham, and go the other way. Yeah, fair. That makes a lot of sense. And you can have a. I'm sure you can get yourself into the pub straight afterwards once you've finished. It's not even a pub, is it? West Ham's ground, sadly. They're not even in the bar. It's actually so true. What? There's probably like a Nando's or something, but that's probably it. Because <laughs> it's a little bit dead around there, isn't it? I suppose it's the Olympic Stadium and not dead, but you know. We're looking at doing a game. Yeah, we're looking at doing a game this year, but we're actually inviting people to come and do it for, ch- for charities of their choices. So, yeah, how many people have you got signed up to do it? And is, is there still spaces? Exclusive that we're actually. I announced it last night that we were doing it. We're letting people join in from where they, where they, where they want to. And you can join in from where you want to walk from this time round. Yeah, and um, well, just for everyone's benefit, what date is it? It's going to be on the twenty-first of May, so the day before the Everton game. Day before the Everton game as well. Run our legs into the ground before we play someone who could be battling for a similar position to us, <laughs> depending on I how. Know. You. So I could. Spend the, you can spend that game asleep if you want. Yeah. What? Well, how? Um. How many people have you got coming at the moment? We haven't we haven't really got sign ups at the minute because we're just going through the last of the details, but we just announced mm. That's incredible. That's also, incredible. We, Go on. We we're using it to raise awareness for mental health and, and things that people are passionate about. 
Absolutely, yeah. So, and so what what do you think this is going to do to to raise awareness? Do you think this is going to this is something you need everyone to be sharing on social media and donating think, money and things like that? A mixture of both. Because this year I'm doing it for the Arsenal Foundation because the club have done so much for me, and I want to give because the club do so much amazing work. You see the foundation just working mm-hmm. Africa with when you see when Lee Williams went out to I can't pronounce the country. Yeah, Lee Williams saved the children's thing. Is it? Do they, where do they go? Do they go to Rwanda because the or did they go? No. I think I think it was. It's hard to remember where Lee Williams went to now. But she went. Yeah, to it's been a while. Um, Fair enough. I mean, look, the, 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 they do so much, you know, internationally and 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 locally as well. To be fair, they, yeah. locally they're amazing. So that's why I wanted to give something back to the club because the that's... club has been so. Good. You saw on New Year's Day when the club treated me and the club were telling fans about what was going on. Yeah, hundred percent. And and you know, it's it's really powerful that you've got that relationship with the club to be able to present that you know news and help out as well. Yeah, I'm lucky because I'm, I'm, I've got the contact with Arsenal as it is with the fans forum, which, mm. which I'm yeah. happy to talk about that if you want, fans forum stuff. Yeah, I'm, I am keen to hear a bit more about it. And it's, you've got more charity work coming up, which we can talk about in a minute, but I'm very jealous of your position at the uh, fan forum. My question is, when can you get me in, mate? <laughs> can you get me in? Can I be manager? My, my, my elections, the elections for my... The ele- there's elections every year for certain members who go out. So, like, you have red members represented by one member. You have silvers, like, me, represented by me. Gold, yeah. AST, and I used to have positions on the on the, on the the fans forum with action. So it's like it's, it's like a, it's like a committee meeting where the club the committee gets to grill the club. Really? Okay. So how, yeah. how, do, I get, how do I get in, Jake, is my question. Oh, my God. That sounds exciting. It's quite scary as well. Maybe I could use this platform to do it. I can take okay. your position, mate. I want you. I'll be a campaign manager. I used to work in politics. <laughs> well, mate, you can, maybe maybe you can do maybe you do a bit of lobbying, mate, and you can get me uh, get me in through the back door. How does that sound? Well, before I go. Yeah, exactly. Maybe do like one last deed before you go and get me in. <laughs> what say? Can I have my? Can I name my replacement? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, what, what what kind of um. What kind of things do you do with the fan forum? Did, like, is this is it very political? You speak to Vinay and we speak Josh to Vinay. We, we speak to Vinay. Josh Conkey is scheduled to appear once a year. Okay. Uh, how, we how have, many times do you punch him? Never. <laughs> I, I didn't, never. I've, I haven't. I've, I don't. I don't believe in violence. But Josh was really open with his question. Josh was really on. There's no restrictions when we were questioning Josh. Yeah, that's pretty good. And, and the question that Josh did go on for hours, so he went for a few hours, and he was. This was after the Super League debacle, so he took it. He he, he got he, he was going into the Lions den pretty much that day. I was gonna say, what did everyone say? Um, calling him a disgrace, saying his actions were. I made yeah. reference to the comments he made in the past about being excited about the future. Did you? Oh, that is so powerful. What did he say? Was, was he quite good at addressing the questions, or did he tend to deflect? Uh, I think. I think he was. Def, def, I think he was a bit anxious after the first question because I followed Akil from AST. Okay. And, and really laid into him, and it was just like following that was a bit like you seem like what Boyce Johnson gets addressed in Parliament, where you you have to follow the the, the attack of the leader of the opposition. That's how I felt. Yes. Oh my days, God! That sounds, it sounds like carnage at a time like that. I can imagine just after losing the Europa League final, 
and all that sort of thing with Emery and then coming into the Super League a year later, it must have been carnage. It was it was it was awkward. Um, we've had Eddie appear in it as well, which is Eddie was completely Eddie was honest with his answering when I asked him certain questions. That's really good. And did you? He was honest because I asked him about I asked him about disciplinary issues. This was when Jacques and Pepe got themselves sent off last year. Mm, what did you What did he say? That's so interesting. He said they were both fined and reminded they they used the club. And I also asked him about because this is when leaks were happening, weren't they, at the time? Who? Sorry. No one else leaking coming out of the dressing room when someone was leaking stories from the dressing room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who was it? I asked him about that, and he said he, he wouldn't identify the player, but he said the player had been identified. Wow. But they'll have left the club by now. Like, I'm very, very sure they've left the club. Um, but so look, just like, that's, just like... that's all right. Um, yeah, no, your video went for a second there, but it's all good. So, um, look, it sounds exciting. I mean, you know, if you can ever get me into the fan forum, you know, hey, that wouldn't be a problem, but that sounds exciting. Uh, I think stream said they even need a host. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, they get me in as a host. Oh, mate, I'd love that. And I'd definitely, um, you know, say my piece when it came to Josh Cronkey and the gang as well. But um, yeah. and so what, what's next for you then? So you know, you've done so much work. You're part of the fan forum. And that looks like it's coming to an end in the next year and a half. But you've got an yeah, even definitely. bigger, even bigger charity walk across the three peaks, which is 23 miles of distance, over 3,000 meters climbing. I mean, what is going on there? There's two charities you're working for there, and that is that's serious stuff over 24 hours. What's uh, know, what's the plan? Enough. My friends, my friend sent me a text in the middle of the day, and she went to me going, "I want to do the three peaks." Amazing. And um, gonna... she, I, she, I mean, good for you thinking it was the same trying to. <laughs> and then she went, oh, "I want you to do it with me because she went, you raised a lot for charity." So I was going. I did have to think before replying to her. No, because the problem with WhatsApp is you can see when someone sent you, replied to your message, read your message. So she got me by messaging me on WhatsApp. That's incredible. That is incredible. So, uh, me up, so I thought, I've never done the free picks. I've always wanted to visit Scotland. <laughs> and so what's the plan then? So you go up one and you get driven? Does somebody drive you? Yes, we've got a, a dedicated driver who's going to be driving us to all the three mountains. God, mate, you're doing doing a lot of stuff at the moment, particularly with a lot of walking, and that's always very impressive. And so, how do you? Um, how much are you aiming to raise? We're, we're aiming to raise six thousand pounds because we're raising for two charities that be three thousand pounds each. Mm -hmm. Amazing, and they're both very close to your heart that you've worked with before. I've never worked with the um, SRUK charity before. I'll be mm -hmm. honest with you. Health, health, my health in minds is is a health to minds is a charity I'm going to be volunteering for in a few weeks' time. Amazing. What are you doing for the volunteering as well? I'm doing some like, admin assistant work, so, that sort of work with them. Nice. Okay, that's amazing. And uh, they're, they're, uh, is their office in London? No, it's going to be working from home for me, but it's, it's, it's an Essex based charity. So it's mainly focusing on Essex. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, we can we can definitely rally the troops to, to make sure, get all the Arsenal fans together, and we'll be raising all the money we can. Oh, thank you. No, definitely. And what else is next for you? So it's um, you know, the next couple of years. What, what what's next for Big Jake? What we're saying in the uh, in the big community? Raising money for charities. I'll try and do once a year. Nice. Got that, got that famous Gary Lineker offer. I've got to take it. Still got to take up on. Yeah, get get Gary Lineker over and make get you know give him the stadium tour that he's been promising you. That's the thing. And uh, obviously. Um, 
He's good to his word. Gary was Gary's lovely, so he's good yeah. to his words. That's good. That's good. And any any other celebrities that we should know about that you're intertwined with? Any any A A listers that you've got the phone number with that you want to spill? What are we saying? <laughs> sadly, not sadly. <laughs> Oh, well, look, Jake, it's been so good to have you on. Um, and I really appreciate, you know, what you're doing in the community. I think it's, it's hugely powerful. And there's no wonder that the Arsenal community in particular has come together and um, supported you the way that really you're supporting them as well. And it's brought, really brought everyone together. So um, I will be supporting you financially. And I'm going to check my calendar. I think I'll be really keen for that walk if you're still taking people. So let's see. Um, um, it would be interesting having you. You could do a podcast, but how tired your feet? You'd probably be cursing me in the neck in, on the on the last end of the season, one I reckon. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't be welcome on for a while because my legs would be in too much pain, <laughs> and I'll blame you. I was still in hospital. With, I was still in the hospital, and the poor nurse had to run me an ice bath. <laughs> oh yeah, oh mate, an ice bath wouldn't be, wouldn't wouldn't be a bad idea after that. I'm sure. Um, but look, chess walk, not a not a hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had, to do, I, had to do that, I had to do that walk on when I was in, in the world because they were, I said, this, you are aware there's so many people donated that they don't want, I don't want to be getting angry people directly to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Well, look, mate, thank you so much for coming on. I do really appreciate no, it. Um, any any more messages for the Arsenal fan, fans before we before we shoot off? Stay positive. We've got we've, we've got a good young, we've got a good young squad. Hopefully, we can get somewhere this season with them. If not, there's always someone to look forward to. Absolutely. Where do you think? Go on, then. I'm going to push you then. So, where do you think we're going to finish? Optimistically, I want to say top four, but I think we're going to get into the Europa League. If yeah, we're not we're not there yet. We're not at the Champions League level yet. I don't think. I kind of think though that because Man United and Spurs also aren't, it's going to be one of us. I don't know who it's going to be. Do you know what it's I mean? It's going to be pot luck. It's going to, it's going it's to be, be pot luck. It's going to be pot luck whoever ends up in the top, in the top four. Let's see and how I, it goes. I know it sounds not optimistic, but sadly, we're not in that position. It's going to, we're, we're all, three of us are in that position at the minute. Hmm. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but let's see as it unfolds and we'll keep in touch during it. So, Jake, thanks so much for coming on. We'll Thank speak to you very me. soon. Everyone, thank you so much for listening again as well. Obviously, it'd be really good to speak to Matt about the transfers and we've been chatting to Jake about the really powerful work he's doing and, of course, where we think this next season is going to go. Next game's against Wolves. We'll see you after that. Cheers. Cheers.